3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, it's
4: Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TA-KO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive Just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app. By searching FSR.
5: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Boom! What up America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live every day from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hassle protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hope you're good. Welcome in. We got a great show for you. Uh, Coming up in 20 minutes, I believe, I believe he should be considered, if not the greatest, one of the two or three greatest college basketball players of all time. And uh, people don't ever mention him in the greatest college basketball players of all time. Won a national championship. At UNLV, we'll talk to him upcoming in 20 minutes. But um, uh, we also, I, I got some stuff for you on Roger Goodell signing an extension. Scott Drew, Baylor's head coach, going to join us later on the show. Wait to hear what Austin Eckler said about his situation with the Chargers. Man, do we got a lot to get to. Let me begin with this. Ed Cooley is somebody who I greatly respect. I, I actually like. Right? W- one of the things about, I've covered college basketball for a long time. And uh, I go back with Ed Cooley back to the Boston College days. If you remember in Boston College when they had it rolling uh, most recently, most recently, they had Jared Dudley, who's from San Diego. They had some West Coast dudes that people missed on. And Dudley was a little bit chubby in high school was a little bit in between positions. He, Craig Smith, who has one of the all-time great nicknames, the Cookie Monster, and Sean Williams, that was a dynamic threesome. Tyrese Rice, like they had dudes, dudes. Um, and they were really good. And Ed went from that job to Fairfield. From Fairfield, he's been at Providence. Yesterday, he took the Georgetown job. And my, my initial stance is like, man, you're from Providence, Rhode Island. They pay you like four million a year. You got a great practice facility. You compete in the league, you get in the NCAA tournament. Like, well, what are you searching for? But but somebody told me something that, that really resonated with me. And it was, you do understand what Georgetown represents to a blackhead coach. And I stopped and I thought about it for a second, and I, I realized that this is a, a time when you need to kind of like try and get into somebody else's mind, have somebody else's perspective. Now you're going to have to be at least 35, but if you're 35 to 50, you'll know what I say is true. Georgetown was the school that was different than all the rest. It wasn't just that they had a black head coach, but that was part of it. Right? Like part of the thing about Georgetown was, Forever, they they had an all-black team. And John Thompson treated the media differently. They weren't allowed to talk to freshmen, or freshmen weren't allowed to talk to the media. His players generally graduated. There, there was just a different vibe, a different feel, and it was important for the late John Thompson to change anyone's percep- perception of young black men and a black head coach in the program, and they did it. They not only won a national championship, but they were, they were always, always competitive. Okay. Always competitive. So what I think you need to factor in, in life is, and this is a big thing. You know, we talked about being empathetic and you start to understand somebody else's feelings. What's important to somebody else. Okay. I'll give you an example in baseball is in our culture in the United States. Playing shortstop is important right it's kind of like the the playing catcher is just as important but playing shortstop is it's always been the primary position on the infield you got to be the most skilled the most talented but in latin culture ask latin ball players they'll tell you that it is a really really big deal who plays shortstop it is a really big deal and you can go into you can the research there's a litany of reasons why but for baseball players, for Latin baseball players, where you play, where you bat, especially if you play shortstop, is in fact important. You may call it machismo to to to, to us, but to them, it takes a different level of importance. Uh, I, I would tell you that to, you know, when you're, I'm Jewish, obviously, when you have a Jewish player who does something well, or... If there's a path, there are certain things that matter more to us than would matter to you as a Christian person. One of the things that Notre Dame forever was able to use in recruiting was like, if you're Catholic and you can play, you go to Notre Dame, right? When you're Mormon and and BYU, I don't know how many people in, in basketball, Mark Pope for the first time ever last year started five non LDS players. And that was met with a lot, some pushback from people in the LDS church. But, but his idea, his thought is, hey, look, part of our mission as Mormons has been to spread the gospel to people who aren't born into the faith. Right? We're going to use what missionaries have done, what our university, what our religion has done for years. And do it with basketball players like there's a lot of thought that goes into it. The point is that for Ed Cooley, as much as staying home, being at Providence. Leaving that place to play, to to coach in the same conference twice a year makes it uncomfortable every time you come back to Providence. But let's just be honest. Anytime you come back to Providence, if you're a visiting team, it's uncomfortable. They definitely have a provincial. It's us against the world mentality. No question. And. Like, he grew up there. He drew on that. That was his thing. Like, I'm from Providence. This is really important to me. But I actually get it. I actually understand because I'm old enough to know what Georgetown means to black coaches. It's really, really important that that program is successful. And for him to be the one kind of called upon to lead it. I, I honestly think it's more that is is he handsomely compensated? Yeah. Is he going to make a little bit more money? Yeah, but it's a lot more expensive to live in D.C. Are there other aspects to it? I'm sure. I'm sure the idea of having players in the DMV that would love to come home and play and make Georgetown great again, that's important. But at the end of the day, just like Latin players want to play shortstop. Heck, white point guards, when I was growing up, we wanted to play at Duke. They had Bobby Hurley. That's who I wanted to be. You want people that look like you feel like you have done that before. Like that's kind of your landing space. For an African-American man who coaches in college basketball, who grew up in the 80s, grew up in the 90s, and understands what it's all about, the meaning of things being greater than just wins and losses, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. You know, and it what it what it challenges you to do, or should challenge you to do, is to change your perception. Doesn't mean you have to agree with it. Doesn't matter if you go, "Hey, man, you know, you told us you were staying. You thought you were staying forever." Okay, stayed there what eleven years, twelve years, long time. And you know, you can say, "Hey, all those uh, words ring hollow," but the reality to it is. I actually believe it means more than just who wins and loses basketball games. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross. With Dollar Shave Club, uh, you can get a top shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. What if I, I told you that our next guest is in any conversation, if you knew his achievements, you would say, well, that's the best college basketball player ever. He's right there. Not going to tell you who it is. You're going to have to stay tuned. That's upcoming next. But first, every man needs an edge. The other guy is working on his edge right now. Whether you have one or not, testosterone levels are at an all-time low, and individual T levels in men decline one percent or more every year with age. The average man today loses half the testosterone at the age uh, of, of at the average. Man lost 50 years ago, and things are declining fast. T levels in men drop about 1% per year. Thankfully, there's a new champion of natural testosterone boosters. It's called Chalk, C-H-O-Q. Chalk boosts energy, nitric oxide levels, focus, and lean muscle mass. It's been clinically studied to boost testosterone support, energy, and brain function. Chalk uses hot water extracts, which increase the potency and provides ultra pure finished product. Chalk's male vitality stack has been clinically studied to boost testosterone 20% in 90 days. This March, maximize your own game with higher T, maximize energy and laser focus. Visit choq.com today. Use the code Doug for 35% off any Chalk subscription for life.
1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away.
4: A guy who had the same energy in, well, not the same building, but Madison Square Garden, uh, is an absolute legend in college basketball. And and it's interesting because uh, Larry Johnson joins us. Of course, won the national championship, was national player of the year at UNLV. But people forget junior college. You won a national championship. You were national player of the year. It it is interesting, LJ, that for whatever reason. Your college career, which is as celebrated and as successful as just about anyone who's ever played, I, I, I fight to the death for you as one of the one of the five or six greatest of all time. What's it like though for that, like the junior college period? Nobody pays attention to.
2: It's not big time. It's not big time basketball, uh, college basketball. And guys, I appreciate that introduction. Thank you. But I, and I appreciate that love when you say you fight for me. When it goes, to, I put my college career up against anybody's college career. But again, they, you know, they look upon, look down upon the, the junior college thing. And they're right. This is not the same competition as D1 schools. But I had to go there. That's the route I had to take. And I I was successful there and then went to UNLV. And for two years, went to the final four for two years. And I lost six games at UNLV. And I lost five games in junior college. And I won't, you know, so I put my college career up against anybody's college career. No.
4: No question. I did not hurt your back. I don't know what we, you know, and can you imagine today, like today in the NBA, you would have played center. Like you would have right, played right, five. Yeah. <laughs> you were, you, you need to, you need to call your mom and say, mom, you had me 20 years too early because if it was now
2: all the, it would be over. It would be over. And I, I, I miss my NIL and L V. Can you imagine that one?
4: Well, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You absolutely, you absolutely did. Uh, and for people who forgot, like you guys didn't just beat Duke in the first year, you ran them off the court. What do you remember? What do you remember about winning a national championship?
2: Um, everything. I mean, like it was yesterday. Uh, I, I, we were so focused. I had a question earlier about what you know what I remember about that, and I mentioned my. Uh, Walter Payton. I don't know if you guys remember, go back as far as I do, but Walter Payton, the great running back for Chicago, he came into the locker room and spoke to us right before the game. And he talked about us being great and having a great night. And we just went out and produced. So, you know, it was just a great night for us that night.
4: Um, why'd you guys come back?
2: I, 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 me and Stacey talked about it and, man, we was having so much fun at UNLV. and um, I, I didn't know if Shaquille O'Neal would. With uh, if Shaquille O'Neal was going to come, uh, you know, so and and Derek Coleman, so I just said I should just stay in school another year to my senior year. You don't have guys staying in school like we mentioned earlier, two three years now, and it's one and done. So, you know, I, I one year at UNLV, I wanted to go two. Just came from junior college, so I wanted to go two years at UNLV and try to go back to back. What
4: was Tark really like? I mean, there's just, I mean, uh, again, the outside perception was. He got great players. He sucked on his towel. He let you guys play. But what was he really like?
2: That was it. That was a nutshell. Of it. <laughs> great dude, too. He, great dude. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys remember a guy by the name of David Wingate. He won a championship with Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. And David Wingate is one of the good friends of mine out of the NBA. And you know, like I said, he won a championship at Georgetown, and I won a UNLV. But Dave tells me how he talks about big John Thompson but and John Thompson had to do what he had to do but he talked about how strict John was and and he he talks about how his college time his college career wasn't as 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 fun as it should have been because coach, coach Thompson had them on a the short lease. I told him I said well you should you should have came to UNLV buddy cuz coach Starkeyian let you have fun let you be a man now when it was time to, to to play when it was time to practice you had to do that but other than that, man, he let you be a college student, man. And, and UNLV was great. He was great. You know, he just treated you like a, far, a son. And he treated the player from number one to number 12. He did not discriminate against the players at all. So, I love Coach Darn.
4: Um, The semifinals your senior year, you guys famously lost to Duke. There's a lot to it, right? There was the, the call against G.A., Greg Anthony, which was a bad call. But you guys just... You looked off. You weren't as weren't as as dominant as you normally had been. So now, thirty one years later, what's a more vivid memory? Winning the national championship, or when you lost in the semifinals?
2: Oh, definitely winning the national championship is the more vivid uh, memory. I almost forgot all of everything about losing it. I remember uh, Coach Clark like like four games before the Duke game maybe four games before we started the tournament, Coach Tark was just on us all the time about we lackadaisical or we not focused. And we, and then we would go out and beat the team by 30. So I just think he just cried wolf so much. But he saw something we couldn't see. And he was like, ah, oh, you guys don't have the same focus. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And we went by 30 the game before, game before. And he just – I th- and he just kind of gave up on it, and he was right all the time. You know, we just didn't have that focus. Uh, the I, I did you know one call is one call with Greg. We can go through the whole game, but one call is one call with Greg. But we just wasn't as focused as we was, and that's what success does, I guess.
4: The uh, the tournament this weekend moves to Madison Square Garden, which is great. It's been there before; it's incredible. As a guy who you've had, you know, when you became a you know later in your career, and you're with the Knicks, and you're throwing up the LJ sign, the Garden was yours. Uh, it's it's different than any other arena in the country, right? What what is Absolutely. it like? What is it like to be the king of the garden?
2: Oh, it's a great feeling, man! It's an awesome feeling. I mean, uh, when I was in Dallas, Texas, growing up playing golf, playing ball in Dallas, Texas. MSG has always been the mecca of basketball. New York has always been the mecca of basketball to me. And like I said, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, playing ball. But I, won't, I heard about the Rucker in, in, in uh, uh, New York. Don't nobody hear about playgrounds in other in other states and other cities about another playground in, in this city for basketball. So I just always thought New York was a Mecca for me. And you when you go to the garden and you walk through the hallways and you you don't just see sports, right? You don't just see basketball. You see uh uh conventions, Republican conventions, you see all the great uh uh, entertainers, as far as singers and magic shows, and you, you, when you step into that garden, you know you're in the mecca of basketball. And then the fans, the fans make it make it all whole. Uh,
4: what are you doing with uh, with DirecTV this week?
2: Oh, I'm partnering up with uh, DirecTV for business and Big Chicken. And uh, you know it's Sweet 16, and it's here in Vegas. And you know they have over 300,000 bars and restaurants locations around the country that we can go watch these games. I'm at one now, Big Chicken, and and later on in the day, Directv for Business and Big Chicken and myself, we're going to donate to the uh, Shaquille O'Neal Foundation. You know I got to take care of him. Isn't
4: that awesome? I know you got to run, but how how crazy is it that the NCA that pushed back on Vegas for so many years, now you got at T-Mobile this weekend, there's the, the tournament, and then the Final Four is coming to Vegas in a couple of years. Isn't that amazing how times have changed for the city?
2: Unbelievable. I, I, you could have asked me when we was here or anybody on our team that they would have a Sweet 16 or even the Final Four here in Las Vegas. We would say, get it out of here. Never, never. I mean, they wouldn't give Coach Tarkani and our team that type of firepower. So, but it's supposed to change. I mean, this is a basketball city now. I mean, you ought to come here in the summertime when they do all this AAU stuff. They all they just take over. So, and the girls, the WNBA, our girls won this year. So, it's coming back.
4: Yeah. No, listen, I, I watched your last practice uh, in the North, men's North Gym. I watched yep. the Duke game at Thomas and Mac. I spent all my summers there, still spend all my summers there hooping, growing up in Southern California. LJ, it's a pleasure to catch up with you. My thanks to DirecTV and Big Chicken for having you on. Thanks for joining us on Fox Sports Radio.
2: I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Be
5: sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon
1: Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is!
0: And you will not believe where he's going next. The MX dedicated card member entrance for the win!
1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away.
4: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio, and um, our next guest—he's been a staple of uh, the second weekend of the tournament. Heck, he's won a national championship at Baylor. He—he um, he now his his wings spread even farther with, you know, one of his former assistants coaching in the Sweet Sixteen at Jerome Tang, and of course, uh, another one is coaching in the NIT at at North Texas. A Paul Mills at Oral Roberts, another former assistant. Like he's—he's kind of become like the 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 dean of. Big Twelve basketball coaches, and uh, he's Scott Drew. He joins us on Fox Sports Radio. Coach, how are you?
6: I'm doing well. So my question is, who are you cheering for tonight? North Texas or Oklahoma State? <laughs> oh man, cut me open!
4: Cut, cut me open! And I, ble- I bleed orange. You know how that. You know how that
6: works. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know.
4: <laughs> two two great dudes though on on the sidelines. Um, how yeah. would you characterize your season?
6: Well, if you if you Take a step back, 363 schools, and we were the ninth overall seed uh, in the NCAA tournament. So if you finish top 10 out of 363, you say that's a pretty good start. Um, As far as going into the season in the last three years, we were the winningest Power 5 program in the country. After the season, I don't know if we're first or second, um, but I know it would be probably one of those two. And then in the last uh, three years, we were top three Seed And if you throw the COVID year, we were going to be a number one seed. That'd be four years in a row, a top three seed. So a lot of consistency. Um, Obviously, everyone just remembers the NCAA tournament. And you know why it's called March Madness. It's called that for a reason. Um, And there's a reason 5 million people fill out brackets. And nobody can get through the first weekend um, yeah. because in a forty-minute game, anything can happen. If they wanted the best team to win, they'd do a four or seven, three or five, just like they do in the professional sports.
4: You know, and and Creighton, although they were a six seed, to those of us who pay attention, they were preseason top ten for a reason. They just struggled with, as a lot of teams did, you guys did as well, with, with health, right? And, yeah. you know, yeah. their big, Kalk Brenner wasn't healthy. When he wasn't healthy, they weren't the same team. Last year, they were having a, having a great run. Only, you know, their point guard got hurt, you know, before the Big East Tournament. And they, they, they never recovered. Both uh, both really were hard covers for you. So it wasn't like you, you lost to somebody who people don't respect in terms of talent. What about the matchup gave you difficulties?
6: Well, I think, let's start with the, um, the big guy. I mean, Ryan, back-to-back, big east player the defensive player of the year and uh, highest field goal percent shooter of the year at 72%. So um, when you got a big like that uh it just changes everything defensively uh uh makes it tough to get any twos or easy buckets and then uh uh Ryan Nemart had uh, uh so the two Ryans the big big Ryan and the little Ryan the little Ryan at 30 on us so really shot it well and at the end of the day coaches can control the shots you take, they can't control if they go in or not. Um, you work as hard as you can to get offensive rebounds when they don't go in, but uh, Creighton really shot the ball well. We had open shots that we missed, and at the end of the day, they call an NBA and make-miss league. Um they made more shots than we did at the free throw line. They set an NCAA record and actually tied it from 1971 with Fordham going 22 for 22. So they earned the victory. I wouldn't say we lost uh, the game. And like you said, um, some people had them in the top five in the beginning of the year. And they are ranked uh, seventh when they lost at Texas at the end of the game at Texas. And then the big fellow got injured. Similar to... We won it the year. The next year, we're fifteen and zero, and we lose LJ Crier for the year, and then we lose Jonathan Chawachachu. And uh, you're like, if you don't have those two injuries, and we had already lost Langston Love for the year at the beginning of the year, um, maybe you have a chance to go back to back. And then, and then this year, uh, you're always going to have injuries. Um, but I think. Creighton definitely when big fellow was out big Ryan uh, they weren't the same team Uh, um, when he was healthy um, they were a monster and that's why they're still playing
4: what is it like for you um, in these games in this tournament now that you've you've won it you know because for so long you were the oh what a great story I mean literally had to recruit kids off of campus for your first team and then you know the elite eight. You had you know the the one Duke game where you had a couple of calls not go against you, but you were you were like the Cinderella story. Now mm-hmm. you're a staple of the tournament. What's it mm-hmm. like to be? What's it like to be the hunted, not as yeah. much the hunter?
6: Great question. And and that's that's something where you're getting everybody's a game. You're not sneaking up on anybody. Uh, you don't have an edge sometimes, and that's where our staff and, and players gotta do a great job making sure we control what we can control and it's it's perception. We we, we gotta go in with that edge and um and, and fight and win every possession and uh trying to be the hunters so um no matter what the outside uh people might say um but uh I I do know uh, in arenas normally uh the, the the fans from other games are always gonna cheer for the underdog. And when you're always uh, lately seated high, um, yeah. you 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 you're, that home court advantage you don't have come NCAA tournament time. I mean, uh, we were we were we were in Denver. The city was great. The host was great. Uh we were close to Creighton. They had a lot of people to begin with. And the other people that were there for the next game, they were cheering for Creighton too. So uh it, it does that does make it harder because um I mean just like uh, uh the one seeds that lost, I mean, or Purdue that lost or the, the two seeds that lost, Arizona, I mean the whole the, the, the arenas and you know this from your experience, everybody wants the underdog, so yeah. uh it's tough playing on the road in college basketball, that's for sure.
4: No 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 question. Um We mentioned Grant McCaslin. He's the head coach at North Texas. He's a former assistant, and I know a a dear friend of yours. And Paul Mills is the head coach at Oral Roberts. Of course, they had a great year, won the Summit League, won the Summit League tournament, lost to Duke in in the first round. Jerome Tang was your right-hand guy forever. And, you know, the question was, like, when's he going to take a job? So he finally Uh takes a job, and, I mean, what a year he's having. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but for a guy who's been such a close friend and a mentor to, to coach Tang for so long, what impresses even you about what he's been able to do this year?
6: Another great question. Well, uh, first, uh, uh, all, all, all those coaches, um, when they felt led to leave and and take jobs, they did, um, coach Tang, who was very selective and turned down, uh, uh, several possibilities because he didn't feel called. And, um, At the same time, God opened the door for Kansas State. He felt it was the right timing, felt led to go there. Uh, I was impressed when they only had two people on the roster that he was able to put together the roster that he was able to put together. And obviously, uh, uh, Keontae Johnson is uh, an All-American and was preseason SEC Player of the Year. So um, that getting him and then Noel's development, uh, both of them finished third-team All-Americans, have really been uh, uh, the cornerstones to the program. But uh, just how he's filled out the rest of the roster and how they've all blended together, Um you're going to play a lot of close games in the Big 12 and if you don't have a group of guys that like one another, trust one another, you're not going to win and uh getting all those people to bond, trust and believe in each other in a short period of time was really impressive and um that's why uh, I think he will win national coach of the year. He, he got my vote obviously, but I'm a little biased.
4: You got to take a lot of pride in that though. That your guys, all your guys are are doing well and that's that's an amazing
6: Oh, game. 100%. And that's that's why That's why we did well here. Is because, uh, as you know, it takes a team to win. You got to have great staffs. You got to have great players, and and you learn from each other. I mean, um, I'm a better coach from working with those guys.
4: Um, College basketball has changed dramatically, right? And you you mentioned it's it's a combination of things. You have guys that have the COVID year, so they have an extra year they can they can play. Marquise Noel, perfect example that. You got NIL, which. Um, which does it keeps a lot of the big guys in school some of the guards in school as well they don't have but but it also has led with the transfer portal not having to sit out where the feeling is hey we can go we can go buy a team um, mm-hmm. you don't set the rules so it doesn't matter but what is it like for you in terms of roster management and trying to figure out okay what's my team look like what 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 changes do I want to make who am I going to lose who am I going to get what's it like this time of year where you're trying to figure out what next year looks like, as opposed to what it previously would be like when you'd lose in the NCAA tournament?
6: Well, I think uh, um, uh, coaches always like uh, uh, structure, stability. Um, Why coaches normally are four-year schools and not two years, they don't like – the turnover every year. They want to help someone develop for four years or five years and see them graduate and see them be successful. Um, But at the same time, like you said, we don't make the rules, so we all have to adjust uh, if we want to be successful. And I I mean senior days are completely different now you you have people that uh you might have half your team in a senior day where it used to be two or three guys and um once the season ended you you only had to recruit two or three and um Uh, freshmen, sophomores, they knew their roles would pick up because seniors were leaving and uh, it it makes it uncertain for uh, uh, everybody because players that are in the program don't know who you're going to bring in. Um, Coaches don't know who's going to stay and then uh, the portal is open uh, March 13th, but you don't know until May 11th. So, I mean, uh, you might think you have one team on March 31st and uh, April 30th. You might have another team, and in May 11th, you might have another team. And uh, again, um, it it's 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 it, it makes everything more difficult, um, more complicated. Uh, but uh, that's that's what we're dealing with. So it's it's up to us to figure it out.
4: You guys open your new arena next year, don't you?
6: Yes, and can't wait for that. Um, it, 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 in the state of Texas, uh, um, they've done a great job at different universities, um, uh, really uh, uh, reconfiguring, shaping, making arenas uh, uh, more, uh, making them smaller and louder, and ours will be the exact same thing.
4: 7,500 seats, it's going to be incredible. It's gonna be right on top yeah. of it, it's going to be incredible. Like well, finally have that, finally have like a legit it. home court advantage every night you roll yeah. <laughs> out there.
6: Well, I, I think I think what what happened early on, and you know, in in Texas, that it, 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 bigger is better. So everyone made bigger arenas, more seats, uh, away from the court. And then in in November or December, if you don't have before conference, if you don't have sellouts, or just even if you have good crowds, you don't. It, there people are so far away from the court to where that smaller intimate environment. I mean, the Cameron Crazies at Duke have showed people uh, just what a home court advantage uh, uh, can be. And uh, the state of Texas has done a good job adapting to that. And I know the great thing about uh, uh, having new buildings now is two years ago, that technology is already out of date. So (laughs) we'll be the most up to date uh, uh, moving forward for a couple of years.
4: Last thing you've obviously, you've been to elite eights. You've been to final four, you won national championship. This, this time to repair, but also you're dealing with way more media than you normally deal with, way more attention for the kids than you than you deal with. What's the secret? You've been very successful in Sweet 16 games. What's the secret?
6: Well, I think, uh, um, first, every team that makes it to the Sweet 16 uh, obviously is talented and good and well-coached. Uh, um, but that that week off, um, the, the coaches that, that are able to, to keep – uh, the team getting better and, and staying on point. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, normally in in the NCA tournament at some point your team might become uh, uh, a little loose, meaning start thinking about the future, the draft, thinking of this, that, um, uh, the teams that are really dialed in locked in they're on time to to meetings, paying attention in scout, not distracted by ticket requests and all the all the excitement that's involved in the game and it's just about the team winning uh, those teams usually have a better chance to be successful
4: Coach, uh, nature i mean yeah.
6: you're, you, as you know it, it, the more attention the harder it is to focus i mean uh, but but, you, but you your your teams you had the ability
4: to have had the ability to do that that that's my that's the question like how do you yeah. how do you get them to not how do you <clears> get them to just play
6: to just well, we, we used to we used to do what you guys did at Oklahoma State, which was take the cell phones away at night. But then they became uh, uh, iPads and laptops and everything else. So, like, we gave up on that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> wave, wave the old, wave the old white flag. Well, listen, it's like it's, 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 it's like you said, if you're if if a if a down year for Baylor is you're ranked in the top ten or you're like eleventh in the AP poll, right, with twenty three wins. I think most people will take – that's a down year, just two years removed from a national championship. I'll take that down year anytime. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up at the Final Four, and thanks for joining us.
6: Hey, thank you, Doug. You're the
1: best. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has
5: free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Haya. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
1: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait!
1: Did we just invent California?
0: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
6: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.